0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Melting Pot Podcast. My name is Jake, I'm here with my co-host Richard. Say hello Richard. Hey guys, how's it going? And for the very first time in the Movie Melting Pot Podcast history, we have our third co-host. I want everyone to say hello to Austin. Say hello Austin.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Austin, tell us tell us a bit about yourself. I, I think everyone who listens pretty much knows me and Richard, but I don't. No one no one knows you.
1: Who is Austin? Right, I I, I um uh, I'm kind of new to doing this, but it's a really cool opportunity. I've known Jake and Richard for a little while now. We went to college together, um, and I'm again I'm a lover of movies like you two. Uh, you approached me uh, asking to join you guys, and I think it's a wonderful uh a new thing where i can just talk to people about movies and have a good time with it so i'm very excited
0: yeah you know we i don't know i was un, i was a bit unhappy with the podcast i thought it was a bit um bland maybe rich i don't know not i'm i'm not blaming richard or anything i just don't think we had the best <laughs> chemistry you know and i, I thought we can maybe blame adding, richard it's okay i thought maybe adding like a, a third person would help uh Inject some life into it and give us more to, to talk about, more opinions to share and, and all that stuff. And I remember I, I was thinking about this and during the, the focus week, I saw you rolling on your little, I don't know if it was, a, was it a longboard? It was a longboard, yeah. I, was, I saw you rolling by on your longboard and I was like, Austin. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what I a went, cool dude. <laughs> so I went and told Richard like, hey, message Austin and ask if he wants to be on the podcast. And here you are.
1: The second Richard talked to me about it, he, he's like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? I'm like, a podcast about what? And he's like, it's about watching movies. I'm like, what a great idea. <laughs> I like watching movies and talking.
2: Yeah, and We do too, so that's kind of why we're doing it. There we go. Perfect.
0: All right. So, uh, before we get too much farther, all ten of our listeners right now, remember to leave a review and rating. Uh, I noticed someone else did one this past week. Thank you all that. Thank you everyone for uh, listening to our our Saturday specials. It's been kind of fun to talk about the Mandalorian because I watched each episode last season at least three times for various reasons. I think I'd watch them by myself. Then I'd watch them with Richard. Then I think like my brother-in-law came over. I watched them with him. Then I think a friend came and visited him. I rewatched them with him. So it's good to have someone to. uh, a, a place to get Mandalorian off my yeah. chest.:
2: Great show. It's also like for us right now, because each new episode's coming out, like it's all fresh, you know, and so like we get to give a fresh perspective yeah. on each episode, and so it's been it's been nice for me to be able to watch it and vocalize what I'm thinking and how I'm processing everything. Uh, kind of as the season's playing out, rather than you know at the very end of the season, um, and just kind of recapping the entire thing. It's it's kind of refreshing to be able to break it down episode by episode.
1: Oh, I agree. That's, I mean, I haven't been on the Mandalorian podcast, but I've listened to them, and it's even just like from a viewer standpoint. Like uh, to begin with, first of all, I hated the idea of a brand new episode every week. I was in that like Netflix kind of society of let's watch it all now I want to binge it all I'm going to watch three seasons of Mandalorian in a night but it's cool having that weekly anticipation and tension builders between the episodes
2: yeah I, I thought I was going to hate having it drop once a week mm-hmm. um, but the more I started thinking about it
0: so it's uh, time to give our quick takes uh, Richard why don't you go first
2: yeah so uh you know this week we're doing the two towers um i've always liked it i think it's a great movie overall um it's a bit slow at first um especially if you've seen it a whole lot like i have um but overall i still enjoy watching it um even though i've seen it so many times
0: yeah i thought uh this was a bit of a a slog fest it's still a good movie but uh you know it's saved by helms deep which is the greatest on-screen battle of all time and it's you know kind of helps make up for its uh slow face p- slow pace and its flaws uh, some of the flaws that it has uh yeah and for the very first time ever austin what's your quick take about the two towers
1: Um, Well, first of all, I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so I absolutely love this movie. Uh, It was amazing for its time, and I really think it held up. Uh, The tension built for the final movie was great, and the character development within this movie to build up for the final movie was fantastic. Granted, it's slow at times, but I thought the slow parts were very few and far between, uh, just even for a three-hour movie, and there's definitely enough in those times to pay attention to while it's a little slow.
0: All right, and uh, time for our plot synopsis. We didn't do one for our first episode. We started about episode four. I meant to tell you this last week, Richard, but did you realize we are ten episodes in? I did not know that. Yeah, I'd... that's about two and a half months. Yeah, I didn't realize we
2: we had done so many.
0: But uh, yeah, we didn't do a plot synopsis for Fellowship of the Ring, but for The Two Towers, here we go. Pippin and Merry are captured. Gandalf is dead, Frodo and Sam are lost in the wilderness, and Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are seeking to find the two captured hobbits. Things seem to be lost for our fellowship. Things reach a climax in the third act with the Battle of Helm's Deep when it seems all is lost for man, and Sauron and Sauron will rule Middle-earth. Men win the day at Helm's Deep, but Frodo and Sam must still venture and destroy the ring, which is growing ever heavier.
2: And ever more powerful. I'd say that's a pretty solid job at uh, the synopsis of The Two Towers.
0: Alright, moving on to... Uh, I'm I'm just going to move on to a bit of a, a brief history of, of my history with this movie. When I was younger, when I had first started watching the movies because I was allowed, because I was sheltered, you know. Uh, we had this communal laptop in my house... Um, it was like on a, it was like a table in the hallway, and every night for like two or three weeks, I grabbed the DVD and watched the Battle of Helm's Deep from start to finish. That's like what, two hours in the extended editions, because it was the extended edition. So I spent like two hours every night for like three weeks watching the Battle of Helm's Deep. Every night.
1: I don't blame you.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's even better. I don't know why it didn't hold the same magic for me on just like the theatrical cut that we watched this week.
1: Yeah, it, I definitely yeah. agree. I have the theatrical cut, too. It's, it's not the same, but you still get a lot of the good meat.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, my history with this movie um, kind of stretches, really. The very first experience I ever had of the Battle of Helm's Deep actually wasn't from the two towers it was from the lord of the rings the animated movie Ah, uh, yeah yes 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 and it terrified me yep because the way that they had drawn the orcs was like so dark and like creepy and like they all had like really red eyes if i, I remember think correctly them,
0: i think you described them in the fellowship episode as like demons
2: yeah they looked pretty demonic And so... Well, I mean,
1: it's better than how they portrayed him in The Hobbit. That's true. Yeah. I think they look dumb
2: in The Hobbit. Yeah. But, I mean, that was my first experience with it, but... um, You know, my youth minister, uh, she was married to a guy, and he loved the Lord of the Rings movies, and so I remember doing all kinds of like movie binges with him uh, where we would just kind of go through the Lord of the Rings. And so that was kind of my, my history with uh, the two towers was being petrified of the, the cartoon animated version of Helm's deep and uh, just watching it when I got older with a lot of like-minded people who really enjoyed that series
1: I mean, mine was kind of the same. Uh, I'm No one in my family likes Lord of the Rings. I'm the only one who's a Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, so when I first started liking the movies, I only watched them on TV. I, I was lucky to see the whole movie on TV because we had cable for only so long. Um, so when they were on, I was definitely there watching it. Uh, and then fast forward to wherever age I started having my own money, I ended up finding the the collection of the three theatrical versions uh, Fellowship uh, Two Towers and Return of the King so I immediately bought that that was like one of the first big things I told myself that I wanted to buy when I found it so when I did there was months where I would just sit in my room with a DVD player and a TV and just watch those three movies over and over again just because how much of a fan I was so watching it now is almost like Nostalgic to me that they, I thought they were wonderful movies. I thought they held up through time and I just, I still get excited about them.
2: Yeah, they're definitely solid movies. Yeah, they,
0: they still, they still hold up and it's, it is funny. I'm at, we're at the point where you can kind of start to see how dated the effects of Gollum are. Especially because my, my family... Not my family, my wife and I, we have a 65 inch Samsung QLED, you know, with 120 hertz refresh rate, you know.
1: It almost helps better. Yeah. <laughs> right. It almost helps better to watch it on an old TV, in an old DVD player, because you don't notice everything. I noticed that while well, um, it was right after they got ambushed on the way to Helm's Deep. Uh, Legolas was getting yeah. on Gimli's horse, and it was a slow motion CGI. Yeah. So as he, he, he wraps his arm, his arm wrap yeah. on there, and it's kind of like renders for a second, yeah. and then he throws himself over. I'm like, what in the world is this?
0: I was reading on Wikipedia that just because of the the technical limitations they were at the time, with uh-huh. with a lot of the uh, um, stuff they had to do, they like I think. It took, if I remember correctly, like four hours per frame to render Gollum.
1: Oh, I'm not surprised. This is like 2002 that they're trying to do full CGI in a movie.
0: And something like uh, 24 hours to do. Do you remember what it was that took
2: 24 hours, Richard, that I said? I don't remember what you had mentioned. I thought it was. Was it Treebeard? I think it was Treebeard
1: that would make sense to have merry and pippin just like on these green screen poles and put this giant ent in between them
2: yeah i think you had said treebeard because of how much detail went into designing him as like a moving tree
1: yeah i would think it was treebeard cuz he he went into he was a ton of uh detail in his character a ton of uh work with the cgi especially with the wind and everything and how it affected them so it was it was a lot,
0: uh, but like for when uh, pair the M- P- uh, Pippin and Mary. I was trying to say Perry and Mippin. Pippin and Mary are like sitting on Treebeard's shoulders. Though apparently they actually went yeah, out it, and like it, took it works. Resin well when it molds works well. of trees and just yeah. like filled them up and painted like these resin molds of like like the brick, and they.
1: That's one thing too. They in that movie they use some cgi but how much natural stuff they use is insane like they have people all the orcs are actually hand painted Uh, um all the scenery is in new zealand a lot of the shots are literally just scenic shots of uh that walk the mortar thing in new zealand so it's wild how much that it's like star wars Like, Star Wars, they try to not use CGI, especially in the first couple of movies, and they try to use puppets because they knew that using those mini-scales would work smoother than CGI. So I think they did super well sometimes not using CGI.
0: Which, I mean, CGI at that time was expensive and time-consuming, and it was necessary for some things. Oh, yeah. But, like... The, the budget right. for this movie, I think I read, was $94 million.
1: But, I mean, they made their money back. That's, that's one of the yeah. highest grossing movies. And,
0: like, the budget for... I don't
1: know. But another thing, like, the time they did CGI well is the opening for this movie. Like, the last movie ends with Gandalf and the Barlog and huge cliffhanger. He's literally just, like, whipped off the side into that chasm. And this movie opens up with... Okay, he's gone. But it opens up with Gandalf fighting it. Like, actually sword fighting yeah. this giant demon thing. And the CGI looks good! Like, they yeah. took time and they put the real effort into those scenes. And that it blew my mind as a kid. I loved watching that opener. Just because, you know, Gandalf's this great wizard and everything. But now he's, like, sword fighting and Thor hammering this barlog. And it's insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the opening scene was pretty cool, the way they handled the way they handled it. And another mm-hmm. thing that I thought was pretty cool about how they handled that scene in particular was they almost portrayed that as, like, yes, this happened, but also, like, this is Frodo's dream. Because, like, as soon oh, as yeah. they fall and, like, they hit the water, like, as soon as that happens, wakes Frodo up. wakes up. Yep. And so... I thought that that whole intro scene was was pretty pretty well done it's
1: it was just it blew my mind as a kid.
2: I'm just like, this
1: is the coolest thing. How do people not like Lord of the Rings? yeah uh one other thing I found out and I mean these movies are what almost twenty years old, and that never dawned on me and I read the books like some of it I didn't read the whole books, but Frodo was twelve years older than Sam.
0: I I think I had heard that.
1: And he was also, Sam was his gardener, and that makes sense why he calls him Mr. Frodo all the time. Because that that it was always weird to me, because I'm just like, you guys look the same age, Frodo may look even a little younger. But I never put it together that Frodo was 12 years older than Sam, and since he worked for, uh, kind of like the Baggins family and worked for Frodo, that that's why he always called him Mr. Frodo. I mean, it's one of those little things, but it's just like, it didn't dawn on me until I was 23.
0: Was it Frodo also like 40 or something? I think he was like a, pr- a Yeah, well, I mean, adorable. they were both,
1: yeah, they were super, like super old, but they were like older than me.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Which Elijah would, when this movie came out, maybe was 20, 25, somewhere in there.
1: Let's see. Frodo was 50 years old through the events of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
0: That's which I mean they're crazy that uh
1: well I mean the hobbits they age different anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean wasn't it a miracle that Bilbo was 111 or
1: Well, Bilbo it, it wasn't well he had the ring though, yeah. Yeah,
0: but I thought that just stopped him from aging in general. And so people were like Wow, it's crazy that you're 111 and you don't look older.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. So there was probably, there was still like an age cap of, uh, of, uh, the, the Hobbits. Yeah.
0: See, my dad listens to the podcast and he likes the books and so he'll probably let me know sometime
2: about how wrong we are. Yeah, Mr.
1: Streetfler, just put us straight. We, we succumb to your knowledge.
2: Yeah, but I know Gollum, he mentioned something about it. About what? Like, like they, they mentioned something about how, like, Gollum doesn't, like, he doesn't age the way that he should have or something yeah. like that. Like, he was actually...
1: Well, it was because he had the ring for a while.
2: Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the ring prevented him from aging the way that he should have, I guess. Yeah.
1: Wild how it all worked. I, I wrote down a couple other things. Uh, Aragorn, when he kicks that helmet... Yeah, he broke his yeah. Toe. The actor broke his toe. I love that. He was just, like, so devoted to that scene that when he kicked that helmet, that scream that he left out, like, he actually yelled, was, you know, him breaking his toe and him being in immense pain. I absolutely loved yeah. that. I mean, it sucks for him, but... Yeah.
0: I was reading that, uh... And then
1: Gimli... What's up?
0: I, I think I was reading... Was it Legolas broke his ribs like Orlando Bloom? Like, yeah, that's what she had ribs. said. And and I, th- I think uh, John Rhys-Davies, who plays Gimli, also had something wrong with him. And so would they...
1: they well, I wouldn't they, be they, surprised if they did a lot of their own stunts. But like... And so they would just like get flung around or something in a battle scene yeah. and just break something casually.
0: But their their stuff was broken during the scenes where they're running, chasing after Pippin and Merry and the orcs.
1: Oh yeah, and it's fu- It's funny to Do think they them like, like trip sprint- on something or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but it- it's just funny to think that, like, in those scenes you see them where they're sprinting across rocky New Zealand terrain. Like Viggo Mortensen has a broken toe, poor guy, and yep. Orlando Bloom has like three cracked ribs and.
2: You got to do it for the love of the movie.
1: Well, speaking of,
2: I know.
1: I yeah, really. But no, Gimli is probably by far one of my favorite characters, just because how much of a comic relief he is yeah. throughout this movie. Yeah. Like every time they run, he complains. Um, they they talk about how he he's giving like this past about the the dwarves. He's like, oh, and some of the dwarven woman looked like dwarven men he's just given all this comic relief yeah. to this movie that's in a sense super yeah. serious like they're fighting for their lives their friend gandalf died um they can't find four of their friends so it, it's wild but then you know this whole time and in the Battle batonville helms deep he's just like throw me yeah
2: yeah
1: I and it. like <laughs>
2: what and he's like just just toss me just throw me! Uh, don't I love don't it. tell the elves. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that's another thing. They were like almost battling segregation within that movie. <laughs> yeah, like they're saying, "Oh, the elves and the humans never work together," or there is this huge thing between the elves and the dwarves. And at the end, when right before the Battle of Helm's Deep, uh, that whole army of elves comes in. And they're just like, there used to be a treaty between us and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. fight on that behalf. So it's it's wild. And then uh Aragorn and his lover, they were like never allowed to be together. And then she left her family. Him, yeah. yeah,
0: she left she left her immortality. Yep,
1: yeah, that too. She gave up so much just for that. So I mean, it's kind of a love story, kinda of battling segregation, but it's just those cool little plot details yeah. within this story.
0: Which I'm I'm not familiar with the books, so I it I can't it's hard to say Same. like whether or not like all these things are in like plots and themes and Well they were long books in the books.
1: They weren't just like a short sit down read.
0: Yeah. I only read Fellowship of the Ring and like Half of Two Towers when I was like 12 or 13 I don't remember I mean that was, that was 13 years ago I don't remember a single thing Yeah I never right. even attempted but... it Shocker
1: I think I had the books in my possession At one point and I started to read them But I never like sat down And read all of them I was into the Percy Jackson series That was my stuff yeah.
2: I loved those and The movies kind of ruined them yeah. Oh the movies were garbage all as someone, of them as someone who there's hasn't read them, there's talk that they're
0: going to do a Netflix series. Good. Oh gosh, that's going to be even worse.
1: I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. Don't don't think like Death Note adaptation. Think like Stranger that's what I'm Things hoping for. quality. That's yeah. What else? Oh, part of the the budget that they kept and how they were using not CGI as much. I mean, they did. But for the hobbits and for the dwarves, I noticed that they use camera angles a lot more than they use CGI to show that they were smaller. Like there were some scenes where they would be like right next to each other and they'd be small. But a lot of the dialogue, especially after uh, Sam and Frodo are captured, right before they fight the Nazgul and everything, they a lot of the shots where they're just talking, it's just like the torso of someone behind them. So it shows off really well that you know they're showing that they're shorter they're showing that they're you know dwarves and hobbits but they're not using the CGI and like the the green screen people to put them in. So it was a super smart use of uh just the the, the art of camera angles.
0: Yeah, that's just, that's stuff that defines a good director. I I can't even Right. Like my knowledge of using cameras doesn't even extend that far no sir it's it's funny just to, to like watch directors behind the camera because th- there's two kinds of directors the ones who are like running the camera and the ones who sit in their tent watching the camera angles like on diff- all their different screens right. it's funny to like watch them behind a the camera and doing all their stuff and it it's like, where do you learn this stuff? Do you have to go to, like, a school? Because that... Well, there is film school. But those cameras are, like, several hundred thousand dollars each.
1: Oh, yeah. Easy. Very, very easily. Thousand, thousand dollars of cameras. That... Which, I mean, all the videos I record for, like, anything I do is just off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but. Wild.
0: You know, gear, gear. Oh, and the
1: Wilhelm Scream's in there. Yes, there's a Wilhelm The Wilhelm, Wilhelm scream. Scream's in the movie. I forgot about that. The mark of a true inside joke for a director.
0: Which, I don't know. That's such fourth wall breaking that every time I hear a Wilhelm scream, it annoys me. But, I mean, it, yeah, it did I love
1: it. I think it's one of... I think it's a hilarious inside joke between directors that know how to use it well, because it's in almost every Star Wars movie. Uh, it's in—I don't remember if it's in all the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. I think it's in Harry Potter. They use it everywhere. Is there? Really- it can be ruined. It 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 could be corny.
0: Yeah. But you know, th- this movie—it's so when it. Oh. What?
1: No, you're good. I was just going to say, I thought it was great when, you know, they throw an orc over the wall at the Battle of Helm's Deep and he lets out the Wilhelm scream. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. I thought that was an elf. I don't know. I could be wrong.
1: Was it? I could be wrong. I don't know. It's been, like, a day since I've seen the movie. I've already, like, lost half of the information.
0: <laughs> but I was just going to say, there's there's a lot of, like, good stuff about this movie. It's It's not a bad movie. But, uh...
1: Mm-mm.
0: I don't know. It it's so slow.
1: It's a two thousand two action movie that's three hours long. Yeah, I. It, and at some points, it really does feel like that. Yeah.
0: And the the movie. I don't know if it is in the book, but they try. I don't buy any romance in this movie. Like I, I don't buy Aowen. And Aragorn at all. And what do you mean you don't buy it? Like, like she clearly likes him, right? And he—I don't know. I think he just kind of like respects her, but I don't buy uh, her attraction. Okay, so him. it seems like
1: kind of one-sided. It's not yeah. like a, a romantic instance. It's just like a love interest.
0: Yeah, and I don't—I don't buy him and Arwen either.
1: Well, I mean, Aragon's a player, so he sees, you know, an elf or a human he's attracted to, he hops on it.
0: But he but he doesn't hop on the a o n
1: thing, and that's... But he doesn't!
0: And, that, and that's the thing, he's like... He just I, kind
1: of, uh, what's up, cutie, and then just leaves it at that.
0: Yeah. But it, it's just like... I'm not saying it's prequel trilogy bad but the romance in this movie is pretty bad
1: well i mean it's not necessarily supposed to be a romantic movie it's it's a fantasy yeah. action movie
0: and so is star wars but <laughs> they still put well, they still put anakin and leia not yeah. leia, padme in there and it's cringy and there's anakin floating and pears in sand and in this movie there's
1: dad and daughter yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i think they tried to add that in for the viewer's pleasure like they tried to make it bigger than it was they're like this is a fantasy action movie great we've got that done how do we get other people involved right i.e normally girls we can get girls to watch this movie by adding a little bit of romance and an attractive dude and I think I think that's what their kind of goal was. I don't think Tolkien's original idea for this movie or for the books was to be like, oh, here's a guy who gets a ring that can do a bunch of stuff and he, it's like killing him. And also, by the way, these two are into each other. Yeah. So I don't know about that much, but... Yeah, I mean... I still think it it
2: could have been worse, yeah, that's true. It could have been like Twilight love story for me, I just feel like I feel like they they handled not necessarily like the romance well, but like it's not kind of like what Austin was saying, you know, like it's not meant to be romantic, but I think they s i think they do a good job at setting Aragorn up to be the kind of person like that that women are into right? Like he plays right. The Han but it's, Solo it's not even like the, the, the bad boy vibe. It's like he, he's the protector. He's seen as like this phenomenal leader and he's just seen as like this overall, um, good man that like women would be blessed to be with basically. You know, like that's kind of the way that it came across to me is that like he just establishes himself so well that it's almost like it's almost like a status symbol to be with him. And so you you almost just can't help but be drawn to him. Right. Like you see that not even just from you see that not even just from like the women, but just like everybody in general, you know, like.
1: Well, yeah, right. like the like King of they're Rohan, they're attracted he, to his
2: leadership. Like he steps back for the most part in order to listen to what Aragorn has to say, you know, because what Aragorn says carries mm-hmm. weight. And then you know, just the the camaraderie that you see between Legolas and uh, and Gimli and Aragorn, you know, they feel almost the same way that the women in his life do obviously not to like the same extent, but you know,
1: right. right. But it's just that attraction to his personality, Right. And at the battle of leadership or just, you know,
2: when the elves show up, they show up and it's like the, the lead elf. I don't even remember what his name is, but he's like not even talking to the rest of them, right? Like he shows up and he's focused on Aragorn and like, when he's trying to honor the, the pledge that the elves had made in the past, he's, like, making that same pledge to Aragorn, mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, the king of Rohan. Like, for him, it's, like, I'm here to help aid the world of men, and it's because of, like, you. That, that's kind of the way that it came across to me, at least. Right.
0: Well, he is a descendant so of... So you're saying...
1: You can go ahead. Descent of... Oh, I was just going to say, so he's like the actual main character of this movie.
2: I would say so, kind of. He's got real main character vibes.
0: Shoot, man, they're all main characters. Yeah,
2: personally for me... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he kind of is. I think he's kind of the main focus. Um, You have Frodo kind of going to to deliver the ring, but I feel like even he doesn't get as much screen time as like Aragorn typically does. Uh, You know, the entire last movie is called The Return of the King, uh, you know, kind of symbolizing his return to the throne of Gondor. Um, So overall, I just feel like Aragorn tends to be the one that's more heavily focused on rather than Frodo. Well, I guess... Actually, now that you're saying it...
1: Because of how much they're switching between the story of... Well, not in the story, but in like the, the scene of Sam and Frodo... And the scene of the rest of the Fellowship... There kind of has to be a main character. Because as you're switching back and forth... You're just like, alright, who's the main focus here? Who's the main focus here? So as like a story plotline essence you need to have a main character on the other side.
2: So moving on to what we watched this week. Yeah, what 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 else did we watch this week?
0: Uh I'll start cuz I I think I
2: have yeah, I have the smallest
0: list here. Uh this <laughs> week I watched a few more episodes of Psych. It's free on Peacock like I said. I think I put on like a whole other uh season. And then Richard, you had told me about Sinister. I don't know know where you watched it, but last... I watched it
2: on... Yeah, I watched it, I think, on Prime. I think I just rented it on Prime, something like that.
0: It was also free on Peacock. It's not on there anymore, but...
2: It's okay. It's not my favorite scary movie. And, yeah. So, the reason we watched it in the first place... We watched it um, because – Or you watched it. We watched it separately. Well, yeah. I So by we, I mean me and some friends. Uh, we were interested in watching a scary movie. And I had seen a list pop up on Facebook uh, from some kind of website. And they were like, scientifically, these are the scariest movies. And Sinister – That's
1: one of those scary movies I just haven't seen yet. I need to watch it. yeah. I was told it's, like, a staple scary movie. Like, it's supposed to be one that's, like, super horrifying.
2: Yeah. But Sinister took the cake on the first one.
1: That's what I saw. Yeah. Well, first of all, they re-released they re released that list recently, and they said Insidious, the first one, is supposed to be, like, the most scary jump scare movie. I disagree. I hated that movie. I thought it was so slow and dumb. What?
0: I, re- I really liked Insidious.
1: It wasn't my cup of tea. I'll tell you what, though. Hereditary... That movie is horrifying. I still am scared about that
0: movie. Uh, when they're when they're driving down the road and Charlie's sticking I her, hair, her head no. out the window, she gets
1: chopped off, and that, that blew oh. my mind. I watched that movie with Aaron Peter while he oh was in school gosh. with me. Uh, we were sitting in my room one night and we were watching that movie, and we had saw the trailer for it. We had hyped each other up. We're like, "This movie is supposed to be horrifying." And we thought yeah. that that girl was the main character, and then in the first, oh, I guess that's spoilers. Well, well, yeah. But that blew my mind that they did. Well, it happens so quickly, and then there's so yeah, much agree. more that happens in that movie. And it just there are some scenes that just like rock you to the core, yeah. and that you can't see yeah. some things the same way. So it's it's wild. Highly recommend.
2: Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, back on the topic. I'll just finish up my sinister thoughts real quick. It's not scary. It's not even that creepy. It's more unsettling. It's an unsettling movie.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of like a found footage movie, right, for some parts of it. Where he finds all these tapes of people being, like, tortured, and then he gets haunted by it, too, or something like that.
0: There, there, is, yeah. there is found footage in it. It's not comprised of found footage.
1: Well, yeah, it itself isn't a found footage movie, like Blair Witch Project or something like that, but he finds footage.
0: Something like that. Right. I'll, I'll stop with the spoilers. All right, Rich, Richard, what did, what did you watch this week?
2: Yeah, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, I watched... Uh, not sinister. I didn't really watch any scary movies. Uh, I watched Hercules, the Disney version, uh, not the Dwayne Johnson one. Oh um, no, you I, don't
1: watch that one.
2: Yeah, i I saw the Disney one. Uh, I saw John Tucker Must Die, and Never I heard watched of that a. Movie. It's it's a weird movie. Um, uh huh. It, it's like it's like an anti rom com. Uh, where like well, actually, I haven't seen any three of the
1: movies other than Hercules on your list
2: yeah um the next movie that I saw was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels which is a movie from the 80s it's got Michael Caine and Steve Martin in it um it's a pretty solid movie um huh yeah it's the kind of movie I mean I would recommend you guys watching it um I think it's pretty good and then I watched Logan Mm -hmm. Lucky which has um Daniel Daniel Craig in it it's got uh, it's got some big name people um I, for, oh, I can't I'm, think I'm of his name. His Kylo name Ren. But the guy who plays Kylo Ren. I can't... Yeah. Oh, Adam Driver? Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. Uh it's Got someone he's else in the in movie, it, I think. Yeah. Hey, um A good
1: Adam Driver movie is A Marriage Story. That movie, that is a rough. good movie. Especially like if you have like if your parents are separated or something like that, that movie's rough to watch. Mm. Mhm. So good though.
2: Yeah, enchanting Tatum. Uh That's is, it Channing
1: Tatum.
2: is in it. So it was an interesting cast to see put together, but it works really well. So Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a I'll have to watch it. It's like a heist movie, so if you like those kinds of movies.
1: I love heist
2: movies. Yeah, it's it's a Ant solid Man, heist movie. Ant Man
1: is one of my top Marvel movies because they did a Marvel Heist movie
2: and I loved it. Yeah, I think they're solid. Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, all right,
2: Austin. So, what did you watch? La-
0: last thing Lo- Logan Lucky.
2: Uh, So, yeah.
0: I was going to say, Logan Lucky, huh? directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did all of the Oceans movies.
2: Oh, okay. So, if you've seen an Oceans movie. Oh, so that makes movie, sense
1: why it's a heist movie.
0: You've seen Logan yeah. Lucky. It's just with different characters. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I guess, yeah, it right. makes a lot of sense. Go ahead, Austin. So I'd probably really like Logan Lucky. You'll have to watch it. Uh, so this week, I only watched one movie. Uh, a movie on Amazon Prime called uh, The Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a Falcon. great movie. Absolutely loved the movie. <laughs> I had heard great things about it. I just hadn't watched it yet. I sat down and watched it. I almost cried like three times. It is such a solid movie. Very, very good. Um... Other than that, I like I said, I'm a person to have TV on in the background, so I watched a couple different things, and Practical Jokers and Friends are, like, two of my go-to shows. They're just great to watch, they're good to re-watch, they're just funny every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, I watch The Mandalorian every Friday.
0: Yes. That was a lot a lot faster than I was expecting it to be, which is it's a good thing, I guess. Because... Last week, Richard oh, how, and I... Oh,
1: like, how long do you guys normally talk?
0: Was it last week I had to cut all that stuff out, Richard, or was it the week before? I don't remember. But I cut out but... literally like 20 minutes of us talking about what we had watched that week. And I saved it just so I could like sprinkle in some of that stuff throughout different episodes so we don't right. lose it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, might, yeah, I, I, I really I just didn't watch much this week. Other than those two movies, like Mandalorian and Peter Butterfly. we also just didn't break them down as Uh, much. Just because normally I'll have stuff on in the background. Um, Like sometimes I'll watch a movie when it's on. But unless I like really want to watch something, I won't just like turn something on on Netflix. I'll just have TV on because I've got YouTube TV. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So the movie coming next week. uh, It's one. it, It was Richard's pick. And so, uh, yeah. This is—I think this is pretty much Richard. One of your last picks for like the next year, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think I think you had a month uh, that you got to pick in there. So. But uh, so so save for this one while you can. It's uh, it's one we ha- We had trouble streaming this one too. There's you can't find it to stream anywhere. Darn Sony. Don't sell don't sell these movies anywhere. But uh Here, here here's the drum roll, Richard, and then I you you can go ahead and shout it out. Scream it from the mountains,
2: whatever it is. Alright. Okay? Here we go. Alright, so we're doing Spider Man three. Spider Man three probably, probably my least favorite out of all of the first three. <laughs> When I was younger,
1: I loved it. Absolutely loved it when I was a kid. Because that was like one of the first times you see Venom in a movie. Yeah. yeah. But we'll get, yeah. <laughs> yep. we'll get into that next week. We'll
0: get into that next week. Until then, uh, everyone, I hope you enjoyed Austin. Uh, we've battled some uh, Helms Deep this week. Battled some technical difficulties and, and some, bad, bad, some bad Wi-Fi. The Battle of Bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can edit all out and make it a nicely flowing episode in some way, shape, or form. But uh, as we continue to battle through these technical glitches, uh, yeah, th- thanks for coming on, Austin. Hope you enjoyed your first episode.
1: Oh, absolutely. I had a good time.
0: But until then, uh, I'll see you guys all next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and... Until next week, peace out.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Yep, see ya.